0: Luke chapter 20, verses 1 through 26. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests of the scribes and the elders came up and they said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who is it that gave you this authority? And he answered them, I also will ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? And as they discussed it with one another, they said, Well, if we say it's from heaven, why, But he will say, well, why did you not believe him? But if we say it's for man, all the people will stone us to death for they're convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said to them, well, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things.
1: And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and led it out to, ten- to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed, and he sent another servant. But they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. He sent yet a third. This one they also wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let's kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken into pieces and when it falls on anyone it will crush him. The
0: scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour for they perceived that he told this parable against them but they feared the people so they watched him and they sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor so they asked him teacher We know that you speak and teach rightly and show no one partiality, but truly teach the way of God. So is it lawful for us to give a tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and he said to them, show me a denarius whose likeness and inscription does it have? And They said, Caesar's. And he said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said. But marveling at his answer, they became silent.
1: The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, such awesome passages today. So I've I've been thinking about this a lot lately, Thomas. But, uh, you know, a lot of times when we think of Jesus, especially like if you go to an art museum, like go to the high, go to the European floor, and there's like a, a wing of it that's kind of like old religious art. You know, Jesus is like this frail, sad man who just looks so bullied and, you know, by the angry, mean Philist- or Philistines, wow, Pharisees in the background. Um, And, you know, we, we tend to come to Jesus with sort of this I- idea of like, ah, poor Jesus, sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just always kind to everyone. And, um you know, he got he was a victim of of murder and and you know we we don't really view him as like in control and like completely authoritative and you know frankly pretty freaking awesome uh and you know like we we see this here uh you know I love uh oh, yeah. in the parable he tells the parable of the wicked tenants And they, like, push back on Jesus. And then I love in verse 17 it says, he looked directly at them and and said, and just, like, you know, went for the jugular. And then, you know, the uh, passage before that, when they challenge his authority, he totally just, like, uh, hamstrings them in their argument. Uh, And then, once again, they try to corner him with a, a tricky controversial controversial question and once again he totally hamstrings the argument and so uh what what are your thoughts on everything going on here oh i mean
0: i could i could preach multiple sermons on each of these yeah this yeah, is so. so you know on um i mean we're together every every tuesday night with yeah, we are. young adults and uh we've been teaching through matthew um and gonna kind of do that all year long but one thing that i was reminded of early on and starting to go through matthew because I really just want to see Jesus. I want us yeah, to see man. Jesus. I'm so glad in these ODRs we're like really looking at Jesus and not just like about him, but looking like trying to gaze directly into his face through the words written on these pages. What we see is this like, he is kind. Like oh, He man. is kind. He's totally kind. He is kindness. Yeah. And and at the same time, he is 100% brave. Mm. Like what you never see in him is this fear this like yeah. fear of man, or word. I mean, he is. He even said like, nobody takes my life from me. I mm-hmm. lay it down and I pick it back up.
1: Yeah, like come that, on, that is like <laughs> one of my favorite Jesus sayings. Oh, like and you see, I have that. the authority to lay it down of my own accord, <laughs> and I have the the authority to take it back up again. Whew. I mean, come on, it gives me it gives me
0: chill bumps there. Uh, you, you and you see that braveness in this moment where he looks directly at them. yeah, um, but getting into some of like a little bit of the content of these three different little sections that we looked at, uh, when you know, it's when he talks about when they said, where'd you get your authority from? Um, Jesus' authority was bestowed upon him in a very similar way that all rabbis would have their authority. They would basically have three powerful witnesses bestow authority on them for them to go and then be a rabbi. And we do that uh, once a year in our ordination service here. Mm-hmm. And you were just ordained as a deacon. We have this big service, yep. people lay their hands on you, they pray for you, and you are ordained for gospel ministry mm-hmm. yeah. as, as a deacon of Christ's covenant. Mm-hmm. Well, at Jesus' baptism, John the Baptist, god the father god the holy spirit are all present mm-hmm. and jesus then begins his ministry mm-hmm. but for them to see that that's when jesus was got his authority to do ministry they would have to say that john was legit yep <laughs> and so the jesus like he he baits them. he's like well, hey he like you want to you want to talk about where i got my authority let's talk about john for a minute
1: yeah uh, <laughs> i i watched like the other day on Instagram reels, this reel just totally popped up of uh it was like a basketball highlight of some dude just like absolutely snapping a dude's ankles, like on a cross up and <laughs> yeah. the dude just like fell over on his behind. And that is like on a hundred percent what happens here. Oh yeah. Like they do not see that coming at all. And uh it, it's it's incredibly wise, you know? Like it's it's yeah. just very like you just see like the wisdom of Christ. And I love the you use the word bravery um, because it is so true. I mean, Jesus is looking and Jesus knows the mission that he's on. And, and we've seen that plenty of times here in Luke. He's in great distress. He like, he, he knows what's going to happen and he, he's not feeling great about it um, on an emotional level. And yet he looks those dudes cold square in the eyes <laughs> and just, you know, embarrasses them and like intellectually pants them in front of the whole crowd. And, and that, you know, like the, the bravery of the son of man it is, it's astonishing. And then, you know, we, I, I think this like parable of the tenants is so important because he, uh, he talks about there's, you know, this master sending, These other tenants, or sorry, these other servants, to gather Mm -hmm. uh, the the harvest to him, but they're beaten and sent away empty-handed, and and Jesus is is speaking of the prophets here, you know, of Isaiah, of Jeremiah, of Ezekiel. These servants sent from God, that's right, to to gather the harvest, And, and yet the people of Israel are so hardened to God that they beat them and they, they literally beat them they literally imprisoned them they literally sent them away from life empty-handed that's right and then he ties that in a really chilling and, and, and sad way to, and then the master sends his beloved son oh and they kill him and, and and then jesus he you know they they press back on this parable and this is where we have this epic jesus looks directly at them what then is this that is written? And and he quotes scripture at them. Yeah, he does. And then there's this really interesting verse, which Thomas, I remember you were gonna preach on this like uh, pretty recently, but then it was like, you know, wisely, it was not the the sermon for the. Oh Noah. man, I was wondering
0: if you remembered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, verse, I totally 18, verse eighteen. Everyone who falls
1: on that stone will be broken and <laughs> on into pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Um so this is some interesting language to talk about the great healer um, yeah. and the great physician so uh Good. you know what are what are your thoughts
0: Good memory so I wanted to use this verse everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces and when it falls on anyone it will crush him I wanted to use that verse to say that look with Jesus some people are broken and then and they're healed in that brokenness like he mm. breaks them and they're and they're healed and other people who reject Jesus get crushed by him. Mm. Um, but then, the more I studied it, the more I was like, "It's not what it says. That's <laughs> not what it no. says." I really wanted it to be a, uh, "Hey, yeah, 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 come on, y'all, nice Baptist just, just altar be, call let passage. Jesus let Jesus break you and heal you." Like, no, uh, this, no is, this, this is, some is like slam poetry with the scribes. Oh man, this yeah. is where like, hey, everyone who falls on that stone. You're gonna get broken, and those of you who this fo- this stone falls on, you're gonna get broken. And he's he's saying, "Look, you, I am the cornerstone, and you've rejected me, and none of you will escape judgment because you rejected me." Mm-hmm. And and so with that bravery, right? Like that's a very brave thing to say because mm-hmm. these are folks that are going to crucify him, but there's still kindness in there. Yeah, as long as you're hearing these words, I think you have a chance to say maybe God's still working on me. Maybe he's calling me. Mm. Um, and so I do think it's, there's still a plea for stop hardening your hearts. Yes. Um, and he is also clearly saying with Jesus, there is no middle way. Mm-hmm. We are either with him or we are against him. There is no one in the middle. Yeah, Passivity with Christ doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I totally wanted to use that verse as like a, um, you know, be be broken and healed by Jesus. That is a true biblical idea that yeah. the Lord, the Lord will yeah. will break us and heal us. But it is not in this verse. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> and uh, and he is speaking directly to the the you know nineteen very next verse. The scribes and chief priests sought to lay hands on him. That very hour, for they perceived that he told this parable against them. They perceived well. They, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> yes. for, for once, they are <laughs> for right. Once they yeah, were right. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they perceived very correctly uh, that they just got crossed up. And I had forgotten the part about sending the spies. By the way, I oh, was like yeah. chuckling
0: as we were reading it. I I just for some reason forgotten that they like sent some spies. They use like
1: fake beards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like mustache glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I I think, you know, we we could just like, I could talk about this for so long um, because it it really is so awesome. Like, you know, if you think I'm being like annoying by getting so hype about this stuff, like it is so awesome that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, like. Uh, it's, It's awesome if you're humble. It's awesome if you're humble, and so you know we we urge you be reconciled to God. That's right. Humble yourself before God. Draw near to Amen. Him, and He will draw near to you. Amen. And you know this is like, this is what is so awesome that like for my friends and and people I love who are just so hung up on the exclusivity of Christianity, it's like, well, in one sense, like of course you're right. Like Christianity is, is exclusive. Like totally. And guess what? So is secular humanism. So, you know, like every every belief system has the people who are in with it and the people who are out with it. But here's the thing about Christianity. Right. You know, you don't need the mountain of achievements. You don't need all the right answers. You don't need the, you know, you don't need a great uh, red oak of, of faith and righteousness. You just need a seed of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you need the man on the cross. That, that, that amount of faith, to just say, I deserve to die, but you don't. Remember me. That's right. And that is the most Mm. theologically profound sinner's prayer that you could pray. And and so, you know, it 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 really is so cool that Jesus here he's opposing the proud so that he can give grace to the humble. Amen. And then, just to close out, there's this passage. You know, they they try to trip him up again, again. You know. Uh, Jesus absolutely crosses him up and, and just uh, sits him down right there with this answer. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to, thing, and to God the things that are God's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think what's really interesting here, they're they're holding up a, a denarius and it has the image of Caesar like engraved on it. Yeah, totally. And so Jesus is holding that up and he's saying the things that have the image of Caesar render to Caesar, give it back to Caesar. But what has the image of God give to God Well, you know, as, as good um, Bible knowing people, we know that we don't have graven images of God that are, that we think accurately represent God. There's only one image of God and it's people. That's right. God has made humanity in his image. And so you are in the likeness of God. You are an image bearer of God. And so render to God your heart yourself amen and i love that that's where jesus lands this like even even after you know being pretty aggressive and crossing them up it ends with this invitation of render yourself to god
0: that's right and they they marveled at what he said i know we need to to to, to wrap up can i say one thing about this
1: thomas you can say one thing about this okay for right. sure and
0: then we'll, we'll wrap this up because yeah. i think i think what you said is so is so spot on um and to the folks that you mentioned just a minute ago, some of your friends that are concerned about the exclusivity of Christ, mm-hmm. some folks out there that are really torn between what popular culture says and what following Jesus might look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do think it's very important to really examine who you're going to follow. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the mo- the majority of the people were going to follow the scribes and Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you just really gotta examine who you're gonna follow because the, the reason Jesus said, um, who has a coin is because none of those people were supposed to have a coin. <laughs> if they were the real religious leaders, mm. they should have never had a coin because what does a coin have on it? It's got an image of Caesar, which is a graven image.
1: Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So
0: the real leaders of the people, the, people, the, the, the folks that led the majority, if they would've just, if folks would've just stopped and examined and said, wait a minute, these are supposed to be our religious leaders and they're carrying around graven images? Maybe Mm. there's a better choice. So Jesus catches him right there. Can you imagine being the guy who had the coin in his pocket? (laughs) Like, I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, exactly. Jesus didn't have one on him. And so he's like, you see that coin? The one with the graven image on it? The one that you, religious leader, are carrying around that's carrying the popular majority? Yeah, give that to Caesar and give to God the things that are God's. So I just want to just say, hey! I encourage you if you if you are leaning more towards following popular culture than Jesus, just at least do the work of really examining yep. who it is you're going to follow. Exactly, and I think that's why folks were marveling at his teaching. They were mm-hmm. like, "This guy's different."
1: Mm. Amen. Yeah, well, this is a great, this is an awesome, awesome reminder of just the power and authority of jesus and and, mm-hmm. and how much sweeter does that make his grace and his kindness towards us and, mm-hmm. and the fact that he would become the man of sorrows amen so uh you know i can't wait to continue through these passages tomorrow so for thomas nelson my name is will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm 1737 or email me directly at jason at christ covenant dot com we'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm